Warning, you are about to enter a world populated by the most appalling music ever made. Welcome to the search for the worst album of all time. This is Broken Records. But I hadn't been forgotten, I do. I'd been married a long time ago. Saint Bango. <laughs> a girl with kaleidoscope eyes. <laughs> You're beautiful. Hey, hey, I wanna be a rock star. Yeah, hello, welcome to episode 34 of Broken Records, the search for the worst album ever made in music's long and storied history. My name's Stephen Hill, I'm joined as ever by Renfrey Deadman. Renfrey, how are you? I'm very, very well today, Steve. I'm very... Good. Uh, I know that you've been very, very excited to record this episode <clears throat> and I can see why, because, um, yeah, we've got an absolute treat today, I think. Oh, have we? We have. This should be a good show. Um, just before we start, I want to say we are part of the Riot Act Network, where you can go every Friday to hear Renfrew and I's thoughts on the very, very best, and often not always the best. We did do Greta Van Fleet recently, uh, <laughs> in alternative music from the time, but this is the show where Renfrew and I, like I say, search for the worst album ever made. All albums featured on the show are compiled from their reputation, your suggestion from the critical standing of the record, from fan reaction, or just some kind of mad thing that happened to the record. Um, before we start, Renfrey, mm. the music industry. <laughs> yeah. Mad, isn't it? <laughs> it is mad, yeah. <laughs> it's a mad old place. It's a mad old world. Oh. What a funny thing that we, we work in. Um, today, we're going to be doing Baby Woman, the debut album by Naomi Campbell, who is, well, she's Naomi Campbell, um, <laughs> released on the 3rd of October, 1994. Before we do get into that record, we're going to run down the rankings, the 33 albums that we already have in our league table of the worst albums ever made, starting at the bottom, stroke the top, with Bob Dylan's self-portrait, followed by Lou Reed and Metallica's Lulu, Everybody's Rockin' by Neil Young, Metal Machine Music by Lou Reed, Liz Fair by Liz Fair, MTV 2.0 Unplugged by Lauren Hill, Standing in the Spotlight by D.D. D. King, The Transformed Man by William Shatner, Cute is What We Aim For with Rotation, Van Halen 3, Bush's Black and White Rainbows, Mick Jagger's Primitive Cool, Limp Biscuits Results May Vary, Umaguma by Pink Floyd, What The by Black Flag, Streets in the Sky by The Enemy, One by Dirty Vegas, Razorlight by Razorlight, Viva Brothers' famous first words. One More Light by Linkin Park. The Truth Is by Theory of a Dead Man. Louis XIV, Slick Dogs and Ponies. Queen and Paul Rogers with The Cosmos Rocks. Richard Ashcroft's United Nations of Sound. The original soundtrack to Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band, the movie. Eogan Owen Quigg from X Factor with his self-titled album. Graveyard Classics Volume 2 by Six Feet Under. Blood, Sweat and Towers by The Towers of London. Corey Feldman's Angelic to the Core. Blood on the Dance Floor's Bad Blood. The self-titled debut album by Methods of Mayhem. Uncle Crackers, Double Wide, and number one, still continually from now until there are no more things to count. I believe it will be Broken Side with I'm Not a Fan, but the kids like it. That is so far the worst album we have found out of 33. But it's time to add another record to the list 
of records and like i said it's naomi campbell that we're talking about this week supermodels renfrey remember the first bunch of supermodels of course you do iconic aren't they Mm. the big five cindy crawford claudia schiffer linda evangelista christy turlington and naomi campbell they were the ones the supers of the 80s considered the first ever supermodels because they all appeared in the george michael freedom video yeah in, yeah, uh, in, in 1990. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. They were also on the front cover of the January 1991 cover of Vogue, which mm-hmm. is a big thing. That was they a big also deal. Yep. walked together to the track Freedom at the Versace show in March 1991. So they were considered the big five. Kate Moss came along later and sort of made it a bit of a big six, by all accounts. Um, this is all second-hand information, sort of, that I'm <laughs> giving to you a little bit. Because... Um, you know, fashion. It's not really what we usually talk about. Rimfrey, are you uh are you interested in fashion? <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Have you seen oh. the way I dress? I dress <laughs> I'm thirty six years old and I still dress like a teenager in primarily <laughs> band t shirts, many of which are sent to me um by um either bands Mark or labels. Jacobs. <laughs> yeah. Not by Mark Jacobs. Uh which is which is lovely and a lovely perk of the job. Mm. Um but like clothes are I mean, I understand their importance, but I have no, I've put very, very little value in clothes myself. And generally, um, I think there's uh, much more bad about the fashion world than good. Your feelings on fashion, Steve? Um, I, well, you know, I like to dress, try and dress quite nice, mm, but yeah. depending on stuff. You know, I think I've had a few people tell me before that I don't really look like I'm into rock or whatever that means. Yeah. I mean, I'm currently wearing a Wu-Tang Clan t-shirt yeah. and a, a plaid like den not denim sorry a pl- like a sort of grungy shirt over mm. top of it which is a stylistic choice that i've decided to make to try and make myself look as much like i'm from the 90s as i possibly can you look but spiffing i do yeah I mean, have you have you ever been asked to model anything before Renfrey? I'm, I'm asking you this i'm not just asking no like no <laughs> no surprisingly no, okay. not no i've never ever been asked to model <laughs> in my entire life I looked fucking amazing right. as a baby. I do realise that this is um, is uh, a um, <laughs> this is a visual thing, but I'm just gonna give. Uh, I'm just gonna show Steve a picture of me as a baby. <laughs> Don't I look fucking oh. adorable there? Can you describe <laughs> you this to do. the listeners? You just. Uh, I mean, I weirdly I can see you in it. I mean, you kind <laughs> of look the same, but look at that cherubic, chubby, yeah. bright-eyed blonde-haired beauty of the boy and look what what happens <laughs> what happens yeah 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 there's also um there's actually a um maybe we'll tweet this out i don't know i don't know if i want to do that or not i have several <laughs> rolls of fat uh on my arm which i'm really really proud of and uh, i also have a sort of like popeye yeah thanks man I'll, I'll take that and i also have a singlet a yeah. singlet on it uh, on which says baby on it just in case you weren't sure if i was a baby or not but yeah i will we'll tweet that we'll tweet that <clears throat> fuck it why not you're not getting that's not gonna help you get served in the pub is it no. <laughs> wearing a thing that says baby anyway. no exactly yeah maybe that's what happened to me <laughs> alcohol i think that's what happened to me but there we go yeah maybe um i i i actually i'm not trying to toot my own horn or anything but i actually was asked to model 
Oh, here yes. he is. Oh, I see uh, I why you want... asked me now. You uh, want to crowbar well, that in. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I said no. Cause, but basically, I used to work with a guy called Lee who ended up being... It wasn't Alexander McQueen before, because he's called Lee. Um, but my <laughs> mate Lee actually designed Jane, um, Daniel Craig's tux oh. in one of... Quantum of Solace, I think it might be. Oh, okay. And okay. he's a very, quite a well-respected... Um, design and he wanted he said he wanted he well he said to me he's like i want to do a show like showing normal people wearing suits and i was like i'm out (laughs) basically uh no i'm not gonna do that but like he was yeah so i used to work with him before he became he's quite a big deal in fashion i'm not gonna say what his second name is because i can't remember he's just known as lee to me but anyway is he the um, guy who makes the jeans no 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 that's um They've been around for that's that's Lee Jeans. That's Lee yeah, Jeans, isn't it? 150 years as well. <laughs> He's not 150. Uh, anyway, so yeah, I mean, I I know. I mean, like I said, I think I said before, I'm 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 really interested in Alexander McQueen as a person. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. I've seen that documentary about him, amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, inis- inescapable celebrity kind of culture that surrounded supermodels at this particular time. I mean, I I'm aware of. You know, I guess Eva Herzegova and Yasmin Lebon and um, the one from the Wicked Game video. Oh, my God. What's her name? The, uh, Helena Christensen. Like, all of those as well, a few years later, okay. were, were big. But That's all I don't, over my I, mean, head. I don't really know um, that many models now. And I think, you know, that it's sort of seen as a, a real glory period for that thing, right? Yeah, the model thing kind of has... like models as celebrities doesn't seem to be as big a thing as it was in the early 90s um i don't know maybe mm. that's been replaced I think by because they're of, all on instagram may, well maybe yeah, maybe yeah yeah mm. yeah um i mean yeah I, I i guess you can still find that stuff if you're looking for it but i suppose what i'm trying to say is as someone who wasn't interested in fashion i in terms of the big five that you were talking about later the big six it was quite difficult mm. to escape those personalities and those people at a, at a certain time in the 90s whereas now if i'm not interested in fashion uh, following fashion i can just you know not follow it um but it, that was much much harder to do back in the early 90s i would say for most of the 90s actually it felt like it lasted quite a while yeah. this thing didn't it yeah it did last quite a while yeah it yeah. did i mean because that's the thing you know is the, the, the reason for this preamble is two reasons really one i wanted to point out i i could have been a model and two um <laughs> let's be honest here we're not <laughs> we're not dealing with musicians here are we really we're dealing with celebrity and although we've done william shatner before on on broken records mm-hmm. which i think feels like a little bit of a different thing because it was such a weird record mm-hmm. there doesn't seem to be that much so far that we've we've covered which is based on actual celebrity as opposed to being a musician right mm, no no looking at the list mm. no i don't think so bar the shatner thing but even the william shatner thing I mean, William Shatner's more of a musician than Naomi Campbell is. <laughs> At least William Shatner can play guitar. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah. Mm, yes, absolutely. You're correct. And because, you know, let's be honest here, you sort of alluded to it. Naomi Campbell was really fucking famous in the 90s. She was in uh, in the in the closet video with Michael Jackson. She was in that. She that was, was a sexy video, Madonna's... wasn't it? That was a sexy, sexy time, that video. Yeah, I mean, mm. you're, it's not one of michael jackson's any time michael jackson 
has a sort of uh, a love interest in a video, I'm always a bit like, mm-hmm. what a love interest? A weird. Older than nine? You mean? Bet, yeah, <laughs> yeah, you do just go. Your heart's not in this, is it? Exactly. You're not that good an actor. Uh, <laughs> no, um, she was in Madonna's Notorious Sex Book with the rapper uh, Big Daddy Kane. She went out with Mike Tyson. She got engaged to Adam Clayton from U2. Yeah. Lucky yeah. for her. Um, <laughs> and she had a very troublesome reputation as kind of a bitch, really. You know, just an absolute bitch. In 1992, she was in sort of full-blown axel rose diva mode she spent her 22nd birthday allegedly punching the actress troy bayer in the mouth what, outside her, of a nightclub the entire day her entire birthday punching him in the mouth <laughs> yeah. fucking hell that's relentless I believe so yeah <laughs> yeah it is sorry um, go on elite, this is very good modeling. very well researched steve this is very good well done thank you uh <laughs> she was dropped by elite modeling who were agency in 1993 and mm. they said no amount of money or prestige could further justify the abuse to staff and clients she has been having people around here in tears our staff have killed themselves not literally in terms of the amount of lies told in order pr- to protect her uh, so says elite founder john casablancas that's the bloke from the strokes his dad mm. um and he described her as a manipulative scheming rude and impossible she was signed up by ford modeling literally one day later so that's how big a draw naomi campbell was and i think that's where the sort of the monster of naomi campbell starts to rear its head she didn't just want to be a model she wanted to be everything her management Mm. soon confirmed that she wanted to be an actress Uh, there's a quote from a london office that said she wants to go into other fields maybe tv maybe some comedy and here we are to pursue her singing career can we, can we just go over the comedy thing a little bit? I mean, I, I can't imagine <laughs> Naomi Campbell doing comedy. <laughs> like Live at the Apollo with Naomi Campbell. <laughs> yeah. yeah, what the fuck? It's fucking insane. She's sort of one of these people who wanted to be a brand, wasn't she? You know, whenever mm. when anyone ever says, oh, I, I, I want to be a brand, and you just think, you fucking cunt. You're a prick. You're, you're automatically a prick if you think you want to be a brand. Um, mm. I mean, uh, the, the most pompous, ridiculous sort of thing that you could ever want to be. Um, I think this is kind of what happens when you give someone silly, silly, silly money for effectively walking in nice clothes. I'm being facetious. I know it's very hard to be a model. Yada, yada, yada. They work very, very hard. But that is... look nice. they got to look yeah. nice. But that is predominantly... that That is very, very, very basically the job um and uh yeah i mean the uh, top of the props performance which i'm sure we will talk about later uh had a little little fun fact saying that she earned 14 pounds a minute was it uh around that time in 1994 14 Mm -hmm. pounds a minute Mm -hmm. uh that adds up pretty quickly so yeah bonkers it's a lot of money i mean she wrote a novel called the swan which got panned by critics it was actually ghost written by a lady called caroline upcher i was gonna say that, she ghost wrote a novel <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah who said that campbell just did not have time to sit down and write a book well then it's very don't simple isn't it? <laughs> you don't write a book <laughs> exactly i don't have time to write a book but i still want to release a book yeah well, well you can't can you can't do that it's brand campbell 
That's very strange, that, to me. I think it's I want to be in a film, but I don't have time to be in a film. So what I've done is I've roped in Jake Gyllenhaal, (laughs) and he's going to play the part that I would play. But it's going to say... Stephen Hill. It would be like them CGIing your face over J- Jake Gyllenhaal's performance. It'd just be he's just, just a waste of time. You can't write. You got somebody to write a book for her, and then just went, "Yeah, I wrote that." Like how? For, that is like leaning over. That is the, the ultimate. That, that is taking leaning over and copying someone's work at school to <laughs> insane degrees, isn't it? She wasn't the like, only. Really, like, really, it is. She wasn't the only one, though. You know, like um, all of um, uh, Katie price jordan's books ghostwritten and all that kind of thing like you know like this this was a huge huge thing and i think it still remains quite a big thing amongst some people well it does i mean ghostwriting it's a pretty standard practice in the uh, book writing industry so yeah i love i love i mean just to pick up on jordan katie price and her book writing um i got a mate who thinks katie price is a great role model quote unquote a great role model katie price and i said why why and he was like well you know she does loads of stuff and i was like she doesn't actually write those books you know and he's like yeah but she gets all the money from it and i was like right (laughs) but you said she's a good role model and he's like well she's got loads of money she's a good role model presumably he thinks saddam hussein is a good role model i think saddam hussein (laughs) lived in a palace made out of fucking gold so obviously anyone with loads of money really really good role model yeah so um naomi campbell signed to epic records home of rage against the machine corn and her friend george michael yeah (laughs) okay (laughs) and set about making her debut album baby woman now we haven't quite we did sort of mention the celebrity aspect of it but there was a fair old bit of this in the 90s i think it, it happened a little bit in quite a bit let's say in the 60s 70s and 80s but it really and it sort of started to die out a bit in the noughties i think but the idea of like people who are not musicians releasing records and stuff i think really peaked in the 90s ian wright gaza vic reeves roy chubby brown mr blobby vinnie jones <laughs> dog star with keanu reeves uh zig and zag johnny depp richard blackwood anything from comic relief the 90s was full of celebrities doing their own musical projects and usually usually it was fucking terrible just fucking terrible what was going on we we talk about how great the 90s was what the fuck i mean this is a this is a blip on the this is a blip on the 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 idea of the 90s being great because it was crap like so many what what are you doing these crap fucking woolly bully by vinnie jones fuck off why (laughs) why um what was happening is the 80s had kind of uh introduced uh synthesizers and stuff like that and processed beats and the ability to sort of gonna slag gonna slag off depeche mode again and soft sell no 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 gonna slag off no 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 no. come on and 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 it it's made recording music like something where you can just take a little riff and then loop it and repeat it which a lot of the backing music on an album like this is and then you can just sing over the top um and i think in the 60s 70s and probably beginning of the 80s it was kind of considered um oh you can't you can't be right music unless you can play an instrument you know you have to have a modicum of talent um but 
And there are plenty of people who did use synthesizers and so on and so forth to make amazing, amazing music. I'm a massive Nine Inch Nails fan, for example, you know. So I'm not being, I'm not all being all like, oh, fuck the 80s or anything like that. But that was a side kind of, uh, one of the things that happened as a result of that is you got this massive, massive wave of, um, I guess, singers rather than songwriters for for starters and you also got a massive wave of people who liked to sing a bit in the shower who thought (laughs) they could be pop stars some some of them are in the hat oh yeah oh yeah some of them are very much in the hat oh yeah the simpsons sing the blues Mm. did we need did we need that i mean did give us do the bartman which i actually think is oh do the bartman's great well i was gonna say do the bartman is a kitsch uh guilty pleasure of sorts yeah 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 yeah. fair enough as but, is uh mr blobby obviously <laughs> we'll get to mr blobby <laughs> we will we will get to mr blobby one one day we will get to mr blobby Can't but the wait. thing about all of those things are is that it tends to be some kind of it's, it's a cover of something novelty like when you think of roy chubby brown mm. Al- just going alice who the fuck is alice over the top of mm. a song or you know, Gaza doing fog on the time and just sort of going yeah. in the background. <laughs> yeah. I suppose Vic Reeves did again. It's a, it's a cover, Dizzy with the Wonder stuff. At least he sang that. Vinnie Jones, like I say, Vinnie Jones in Wooly Bully. Nobody needs that, really, do they? <clears throat> um, there weren't many where it was actually a, an original song or a sort of original idea. It was a lot of, or it was you know based on like Zig and Zag or Mr. Blobby based on just them going oh look some, some shitty process beat i mean did you mm. remember the fucking the, the tetris music was a hit super mario <laughs> like <laughs> super mario <laughs> yeah well, in the 90s <laughs> the super mario theme tune was a hit with some guy rapping over it do you remember that i don't know if you, you might be a bit i don't, too young I, I don't think like i do i'm gonna check that yeah, out was, immediately after we finish I mean, recording it this. was was it terrible genuinely quite bad okay that's a shame uh it was but you know the 90s was the era of the absolute the novelty one hit wonder Mm. which we will talk about many times over so Mm. i don't want to go into it too Mm. much really but was that was rife so you would think naomi campbell going to do an album you're gonna get some kind of mad terrible obvious tacky novelty single right now Naomi Campbell, to her credit, I think, rather than just do a novelty song, she was trying to make some sort of artistic statement. The album was compiled as it was a few covers, but it wasn't anything that obvious. No. T-Rex, Donna Summer, Zoe, Luscious Jackson, mm. and some songs penned for her by a pretty respectable cast of contributors mm. that included former Killing Joke bassist Youth, only a few years before he went on to produce Urban Hymns by The Verve, mm-hmm. amongst other things, over the years, which mm-hmm. he has done, obviously. PM Dawn, the hip-hop duo that you and I thought was just one bloke <laughs> yeah. for, quite a, for, for quite a while. But for still, ages. PM Dawn. <clears throat> PM Dawn, huge, you know, when we've been doing classic albums, PM Dawn's name, we go comes through up. the best albums of the year, yep. comes up multiple over and over times. Again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Tim Simeon, a.k.a. Bomb the Bass, who'd worked with Nana Cherry, Yar Wobble, Sinead O'Connor and Depeche Mode. Mm, mm. I remember Bomb the Bass. Like Bomb the Bass is a cool name to drop. Yeah. We did Utah Saints on the show 
um, on Riot Act, we I brought you Utah Saints album in, and it was a similar, you know, sort of thing. Yeah. You stand in London, bomb the bass, that kind of thing. That was a credible thing. Mm. Um, and Gavin Friday, who was in the post punk post punk band, the Virgin Prunes has been nominated for three Golden Globes for the soundtrack work he's done on in films like In America and In the Name of the Father. And, most impressively of all, is Best Mates with Bono, the mm. fucking lad. <laughs> Lucky him! <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, no, the cast of people involved in this album does go to show that she was very serious about it. I mean, she obviously took it more seriously than she did her book. Um, <laughs> you know, by the sounds of it. And um, yeah, and it's the equivalent of like getting John Grisham to go to write a book. Yeah, it? yeah, 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 yeah. Quite exactly, you know. And and there's some yeah, there's some very talented people involved in this album. Right, there, there was actually a um, a hot press magazine interview with uh, with Gavin Friday before the album came out. And there's a quote from it that says, she doesn't want to make a typical record. She wouldn't drag me in and I wouldn't go into the studio just for the sake of it. She comes from a background where she was trained as a dancer and a singer, one of those Shirley Temple backgrounds, and then happened to be picked up as um, as a model when she was 15. Hmm. So even someone like Gavin Friday, who's worked with and knows really, really credible people within hmm. the music industry, was taking Naomi Campbell seriously. Yeah. And Absolutely. you have to look at the sort of people that work with her and go, well, would youth or bomb the base or do you know what I mean? Would they do that with their reputation? Would they, would you put your reputation on the line to that extent? If you didn't, if you thought it was just going to be some awful kind of stock Aiken and Waterman piece of shit. I don't, I, I, I don't think they would. No, do I mean? don't No, I don't think so either. I don't think so either. <clears throat> but so i mean the point is this was a very different project to the type of thing that you might or we might have expected when we pulled it out of the hat ha naomi campbell yeah, right yeah. but the the sort of it points to it being to at least trying to not be that thing it points right? to it being like you pulled it out of the hat and i assumed we were going to get a really gimmicky record mm. Uh, and there are a few gimmicks on it i suppose i mean i don't want to spoil i don't want to jump straight into like what we think of it or anything like that quite yet i feel you appear to be doing that (laughs) do you want me to stop then well (laughs) it is related to what we've been saying skirt around it rimfrey all i will say is i don't think this is not mm-hmm. as bad as i expected it to be in places okay <laughs> is that <Right>. okay <laughs> yeah yeah that's fine in september before the album was released campbell's debut single love and tears made it to number 40 in the uk top 40 which is one place higher than raging speed Orns the gush what an achievement <laughs> uh she played tears baby yeah. <laughs> mm. She played Top of the Pops the next week. Um, the single also reached, we should say, importantly, it reached number 36 in France, number 21 in Belgium. If you watch the footage, which is on YouTube, and I do, like, funnily enough, I do I do kind of remember this happening. Right. Because 1993, I would have, you know, I would have been getting it well into music at this point, mm. and mm. I would have watched Top of the Pops every week. So I, I do have some sort of vague recollection of it, and absolutely 
I guarantee you I would have been watching this. So I did watch it when it happened. Um, she opens the show before it even starts by going, do not adjust your sets. Yes, it's me, Naomi Campbell, and I'm going to be live on Top of the Pops later. Um, it's not that weird, Naomi. Do you know what I mean? Vinnie Jones is on it a few weeks ago. That's <laughs> like, that's an unbelievable thing. Yeah, at that particular <laughs> time, it wasn't particularly weird. But yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah. Um, so... Yeah, so uh, we watched the Top of the Pops performance on YouTube. Um, just to describe it before we talk about it, like as a performance mm-hmm. rather than the music, I guess, is she's wearing a kind of white Asian Indian style get up thing and is backed by quite two <laughs> quite dumpy looking backing dancers. It's a sort of. Oh, don't just the, the backing singers. Well, I suppose <laughs> it's they are next to, uh, to, to the no, supermodel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fair, okay, fair enough. Uh, but it does sort of look like an Aladdin panto at your local Amdram company. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Uh, kind yes. of really rubbish. Um, it's very 90s. She looks she looks amazing, by the way. She does. Yeah. She she looks like a pop star. She looks fucking brilliant. And Although that, was... that shouldn't be very difficult for someone who's paid to look good. <laughs> no, no, but... <laughs> but do she does. I mean? But she does. But she yeah, yeah, she yeah. does look like she's... You know, she looks beautiful. Um, and I was impressed that she could actually sing live because on those shows, you can kind of tell when someone is actually singing live because they sound, you know, in those sort of moments, they sound a little bit off. Um, now here's although the... little, did, little did I know that when it came to the album, that she actually was miming, which is quite awkward. Now, here's the thing. I, I, I've seen um, somewhere else. I don't know if you're getting that from the Junkie um, article that was written about this. Might be. Uh, apparently, she sings this live. I don't think she does at all Mm-mm. because her microphone technique is all over the fucking place. On that, well, I was going to say uh, the only reason I thought she was singing live is because I was like, oh, her voice is cracking and it's mm. a bit off and it doesn't sound that good. <laughs> it wasn't because so I was like, so she, you know, and you you see people on top of the pop sometimes and they don't quite sound right. And I yeah. was like, oh well, you know, it's not quite right. Yeah. And then I listened to the album and I was like, oh no, they kept that that's her she was miming she's just that's what it sounds like on the album as well yeah yeah there's an article on junkie uh which is called uh, remembering naomi campbell's long forgotten and and weirdly wonderful pop album not sure i'd yeah, go that we'll far. be quoting from that in a minute yeah um where uh the writer says campbell is not lip-syncing in the performance which is impressive and her high register in the madonna-esque bridge is much stronger than her lower laconic verse voice um she is miming because she's she she's not singing into the microphone she's singing above the microphone and if she wasn't miming the volume would be all over the place because she's doing some vague dance moves let's say um uh what i'm just gonna vaguely she's better at dancing than you mate i've seen you dance <laughs> so let's not let's not <laughs> let's not snag her off uh excuse me i am a competent dancer <laughs> no, i'm not i'm fucking awful um <laughs> But, you know, uh, like, if she were singing live and doing the moves that she's doing in Top of the Pops, then the volume would be going up and down constantly. And it's not. So she's not singing live. That's fucking nonsense. And it's fucking obvious that she's not singing live. You idiot. The only thing that isn't obvious about the fact that she's not singing live is, like I say, she doesn't actually sound that good. But anyway, (laughs) um, so for most people, a top 40 slot um, spot and a slot on Top of the Pops for your first single it'd be considered pretty good but i don't get the feeling that that would be enough for naomi campbell so we should probably go into the reviews of the record and there actually aren't many or any really that i can find i could just find 
a quote which seems to be everywhere from the daily mirror and their infinite knowledge of music saying (laughs) don't give up the day job um apart from that robert christigou loved it uh probably we haven't got an interview we haven't got a review from robert christigou there are there are literally no reviews from the time interesting that isn't it it's actually um we were discussing this earlier in the week behind the scenes and um we were discussing it we were saying how there's very little information about this record as a whole isn't there really on the internet mm-hmm. especially considering it's from a supermodel mm-hmm. and like you'd expect a lot more um you'd expect a lot more stuff on there than there actually is um I signed up for a free trial to the Telegraph to get this little nugget of information, Steve. I knew it. I knew it. It was all coming out. You love Boris Johnson, don't you? <laughs> well, this is the thing. I was slightly reluctant, but then I was kind of like, well, you know, um, I mean, I don't have to pay them anything. It's a free trial. I just need to remember to uh, cancel it. Um, do you remember to do I, I, I will do that. Um the supermodel is said to have enlisted PR firm Sunshine Sachs to edit her Wikipedia page to remove comments about her better forgotten past exploits. Comments removed included a reference to her 1994 album Baby Woman as a critical and commercial failure and the fact that her ghostwritten novel Swan, also released in 1994, received poor reviews. It goes on to say other things that she tried to remove. Um, if you look at the history of the wikipedia entry for baby woman which is not very long it's not very long i've got it up in front of me right now in fact it's been edited and re-edited almost a hundred times has it really i Mm. didn't notice that jesus christ Mm. uh yeah if you click on the view history tab there you'll see that it's been edited and re-edited quite a lot um and certainly the the pr firm sunshine sacks are um uh, they're earning their money. I mean, far be it from us to suggest that anyone go onto that Wikipedia entry and try editing it or re-editing it or doing anything um, Twice this year it's mm-hmm. been edited. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I get the feeling that the reason for that is because she's hired. She's hired. <laughs> it's bonkers, isn't it? <laughs> like, in 2018, like... I'm not being funny, but one, two, three, four, five, six, seven times in 2019. I, oh, that's very strange. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's it's been edited a lot, and um, <laughs> it's just really funny. I I think like she's obviously hired a PR firm to just shush people up, and uh, because I guess she's just super, super, super embarrassed about this. It sold 175 copies in its first two weeks. To put that into perspective, my band Steggles' album Angerod sold about that many in our first week um <laughs> it reached number 75 on the uk album chart it was number six on q's list of the worst albums ever in the mid 90s a u.s company mu- uh, sorry in the mid noughties i should say a u.s company music choice started a brit award style parody show called the naomi awards for the worst in music that year inspired by the single love and tears by naomi campbell as they saw it as the very worst example of the genre of pop music why, it lasted why, two tears, years baby. Yeah. <laughs> it lasted two years between 2005 and 2006 but mostly i guess the tragedy is for naomi campbell or so i thought that this album wasn't really hated or loved or maybe it was because it's been edited so we don't really mm, know mm. but it was just sort of ig- mostly ignored and i kind of thought that maybe the fact that it was so high profile and yet completely ignored for the most part other than a few entries into you know q and that kind of naomi award and this kind of 
Oh, remember when Naomi Campbell did Top of the Pops? Lol. Yeah, 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 yeah. Was, was, was the reason why it was on here. Um, but years later, as we've already alluded to as well, a few articles have popped up to try and ascertain that this record is some kind of long lost, if not good, but interesting curio. The Guardian, with a sort of most high profile one, re-reviewing it 20 years after its release, um, saying, while Baby Woman could have done with a larger dose of self-knowledge and humour, not the unintentional kind I'm looking at you cover of T-Rex's Ride a White Horse. It's definitely not the unlistenable mess that some would have you believe. And we've mentioned this kind of kitsch-loving website, Junkie.com, who did a piece about the album actually last year, incredibly, Mm. from seemingly out of nowhere, but just did this piece and said, it's not all over for Baby Woman. It's the perfect internet album. Dripping of 90s production, beat-driven, earnestly released by a supermodel at the height of her fame, commercially unsuccessful, largely forgotten, and sounding, and this is brilliant, a bit like the girls from All Saints getting drunk at Brian from E17's house party and singing karaoke to Madonna songs. (laughs) My God, that is brilliant. Yeah, that is brilliant. The most perfect description of what this album is so i guess we get to have our verdict on this record now now let's be honest here we've sort of alluded to it naomi campbell has not got a great voice by any stretch of the imagination and much of this album gone sorry can i just like so again maybe it's just expectations she hasn't got a great voice but she doesn't have a terrible voice either or is it not her voice well, I, I'm assuming it is her voice mm, mm, mm. because if it isn't, I mean, if she ghost, maybe it's the woman who ghost wrote a novel. <laughs> really can't say. Um, assuming it is her voice, again, I, I, I think she can. I don't think she's a strong singer, but I think she can sing. Is what I would say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, Madonna's not a good singer. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But Madonna's good, you know. Yeah. Um, but, but you know, it's the people you surround yourself with. And look, this album is dated. And very reminiscent of the 90s. It is bogged down in the most typical 90s production and style. But, Renfrey, I think you might hate me here. And I think, in fact, this might be the most tested our relationship is ever going to be. Because there are albums on this list by artists as legendary as Neil Young, Queen, Lou Reed, Bob Dylan, Metallica and Lauren Hill. But, this album is better than all of them. <laughs> this album is pretty fucking good. <laughs> In fact, I'm going to say it right now. This is the best album that we have covered on this show. No, Steve, come on. It is. It is. This is my favourite album that we've done. No, it actually it's not. is. No, it's it not. Even like, and I, I like Lulu. I think I like Lulu, and I think there's some good stuff on Self Portrait. But this just, there's some stuff on it that's not good. Mm. But I like listening to this. I actually quite like listening to this. The opening song, "Love and Tears," it sounds like Sneaker Pimps. If that was a Sneaker Pimp single, slow trip hoppy eastern vibes it's good love, more love and tears love trash. and tears is not bad I'll, I'll give you that it's not bad not bad there's there's a slight step down with i want to live which is more of a sort of euro trash thing there's a big step I down. Want to live. but i mean how many songs like that were getting in the charts that comes on at my school disco and it's entrance 
or it's fucking uh what are they called um strike mm. or baby d mm. i'm into it okay i mean the covers here are a problem yes they the are. cover of t-rex's rider white swan is as awful mm. an awful drunk karaoke version like you'd hear in fucking leicester square o'neill's on a friday night by a hen party <laughs> it is that is that is rubbish right that is rubbish but the luscious jackson life of leisure has got that big beat smooth jazz thing that stereo stereo mcs and stack of bow and quite cool bands from the 90s were doing then sounds a bit dated now but then so did the stereo mcs stereo mcs were a good band they won brit awards that song is good. Life of the Leisure. Track. Life of Leisure or Life of Leisure, as Naomi pronounces it, uh, is one of the songs <laughs> that I marked down as having a pretty decent dark pop chorus. I I think to say the song is good is overstepping the mark ever so slightly. But that chorus, that is a good pop chorus. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm with yeah. you on that. The title, the title track is a, a smooth jazz beauty. <sighs> I think it's the best song on the album. Oh my god, personally. you've got to be kidding me! Really? <laughs> yeah, I love it. Sounds um, like M people. It's great. So, so your look favorite swank. song on the album? Oh god, I can't wait to get to look swank. But just before your favorite song on the album, the lyrics go: "Honey made in heaven, lots of sugar coated yeah. loving. She want her cherry popping baby, living in a yeah. heart shaped." world i'm kinky boots my heels are high i'm out of sight baby out of sight baby so all the boys can kiss the sky i'll drive you wild drive you wild baby try to steal a kiss from my million dollar lips try to tease a groove from my swinging hips i think don't call me babe don't call me sister i'm a baby woman i i well, when you say it like that, it sounds stupid, yeah. I mean... <laughs> yes, yes, it does sound stupid, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, but when you say it like that, yeah, but, yeah, but, yeah, but, where, yeah, but, yeah, but when you say it like that, I mean, you don't have the soul of Baby Campbell, do you? You don't have... Then there's the whispered I... sort of sexy French bit. Touché, touché, ah, avec moi, s'il vous plaît. Tu n'es pas garçon, bang, bang, j'ai ma doigt de la tranche, je m'appelle Naomi. Peace and love, it's a beautiful thing. <laughs> right at the end. What the fuck is that all about? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, that's not great. I mean, that bit isn't great, but I still like... It's not the stupidest thing you'd hear in a fun pop song from the 90s. I'm a funky bouquet of the flowers I grow, is one of the chorus lines. It is one of the what? stupid i'm no venus de milo what it's it's pretty stupid it's up there it's, it's pretty bad it's not I'm sorry I'm sorry steve it's really not good <laughs> i mean guilty pleasure I fine mean, fine I, but no i think you're looking i think you're looking too too much into that and Am trying I? to i think you're yeah i think you're trying to okay well you're just you're just no fun aren't you just no no fun, no, you? no i it's don't it. know how you're to have this, fun this in yeah. the black dark this is this in the Black Dahlia murder. What is your fucking problem with both of those things? Yeah, they are I, I think musically, I yeah, I I like it. Look swank. It's got like a new Jack Swing vibe to it. Tell me who was and your I can't maker. Hate anything that sounds like that. Tell me who was your maker. Who do I have to thank? I'll be the taker. You'll be the money in the bank. Gonna steal a look. Gonna throw my hook. Some say it's a prank watching you. Oh yeah, look swank. Um. 
Apparently, that's cool. I've got no <laughs> problem with that at all. I think that's good. I mean, I'm not even going to be like, yeah, well, you say it like that. No, I think that's fine. No, I think that's cool. No. Um, that's good. Apparently, it was... Not uh, good. I mean, the good <laughs> it's not good. <laughs> um, apparently, it was uh, it was quite a big dance floor filler in Brazil, that song. <laughs> I don't really know why. Wow. Um, someone yeah. on... Uh, uh, someone on YouTube commented, who would have thought that the beautiful Miss Naomi also makes music and good music at that? I'm so glad you posted this. Uh, I am in disagreement with Alora the Foxy One from five years ago. You're obviously in agreement with her, though. She's got four likes. One of them, yeah, I'm, yeah, sure, yeah. I'm sure, is Stephen Hill. Um, but... No, it's not, but make it five. I'm happy to fucking make it five. All right. Okay, fine. I mean, when I think about love is a little bit too wet, but I don't think it's awful. You've um, missed a picnic in the there's... rain. Or are you going back yeah, to the covers? It's terrible. Oh, Sunshine and the Rainy Day? No, Picnic in the Rain. No, yeah, Picnic okay, in the Rain. Yeah. Um, picnic in the Rain. Yeah, um, yeah. I don't have anything to say about that, mm-hmm. to be perfectly honest. Um, it's awful. <laughs> I don't really care for the kind of Cooler Shaker-esque cover of Sunshine and the Rainy Day, which had been a hit by Zoe in 1990. And... Mm. It's not as good as that quite brilliant version. It's got a bit of a shite Brit pop wah wah guitar solo in the middle. Not really Naomi Campbell's fault, though. That well, no, bit. no, that's true. And it should end before the sort of half-assed gospel choir comes in. Yeah. Um, and the reprise of "I Want to Live" at the end sounds like "Born This Way" by Lady Gaga. If Madonna released this record, <laughs> if Madonna released this record. No one would bat a fucking eyelid, is what I'm going to say. They wouldn't go, oh, it's the best Madonna album, but they wouldn't, they would be like, oh, yeah, it's a, a you know, a half decent Madonna album. I think you're right, but Madonna has released some fucking awful records. So, um, you know, I don't, I, I do agree with you, but I don't think that's quite as big a compliment as you're sort of making it out is. Um, in in a way, I'm partly in agreement with you because my expectations for this record were right down in the gutter. And there are some bits of it that are, are actually quite good. And its reputation as this absolutely horrendous piece of shit or whatever isn't quite warranted. When you compare it to yeah some of the other some of the other novelty songs, singles, albums, whatever that we will cover on future broken records. It, it, it is one of the better ones, definitely. Um, and I, I, I didn't find it a particularly painful listen. There's been plenty of records that we've covered on here that have been really painful listens. It's 43 minutes. And I wouldn't say I didn't get bored, but it didn't make me want to like claw my eyes out or anything like that. Because there is like nice melodies here and there. There's nice bits and pieces. Like I said, there wasn't an, there wasn't a single song that I thought the whole song is really good and really well done. Mate, I mean, Love and Tears isn't far off. I think Love and Tears is actually all right. Um, but, you know, like, it isn't as bad. It isn't as bad as I thought it would be. And it's on Spotify. So Naomi Campbell, obviously, or Epic or whoever, they're obviously not embarrassed about the record itself what's what naomi campbell seems to be embarrassed about is the people kind of absolutely tearing it apart and and you know in some cases probably quite unfairly um it's still not very good though is it steve Uh, well i mean you disagree with that but like it's not very good i think it's quite good i mean look i honestly think like i say, madonna releases i think there's stuff like i mean the thing is right i listen to like babylon zoo 
and Republica and Sneaker Pimps and bands who sound like shit from the 90s. And I like all that stuff. I like New Jack Swing. I like fucking Charles and Eddie, would I lie to you? I like all that stuff. Like, I grew up with it. I like it. And maybe, maybe it's just because it sounds so like a big warm 90s pop blanket, right? Yeah. Like, I've, I've spoken before about how Mark Owen's debut solo album yeah it's good i yeah. like that album mm. right mm. i mean call me a cunt if you want i don't fine nope, like but i don't no care Savvy... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, i would be a bit hard <laughs> it would um, be a little bit but yeah. I, I and i and i and I, I i like 90s sounding pop music yeah and this is not a shitty novelty record like yes it is not the fucking pinnacle it's not like you know it's not it's not a george michael album no. it's not dangerous by michael jackson it's not like oh my god this is a fantastic pop record from the 1990s and there are a few of them there are a few like i don't actually think as albums there were many truly great po- i mean steam by 17 would, would be one that i would say that's a that back to front rages <laughs> all the way through um but there's not many there's not many where you just go this is just great all the way through and so i didn't expect it to be great all the way through but honestly i think if you put this up against contemporary types of things that are around at that time i think this this stacks up i think someone coming to it today if you're if you're 24 and you go and listen to this you're gonna go like oh this sounds like a relic from yeah a completely different universe yeah, right? yeah, yeah but if you were there at the time and if you're like oh i really i don't mind savage garden or shania twain or you know um freak power tune in turn on cop out by freak like what do you remember that song tune in i do do not cop out let it flow now but i bet you hated that right <laughs> uh no i don't have a strong opinion on it either either way really. okay well it's a fucking great <laughs> song right or like love city groove love so if you thought Love City Groove by Love City Groove. Fucking great song. I mean, it's not, but I love it. Was, love City Groove was, uh, was it uh, uh, con- yeah. contender for Eurovision? I remember Love City Groove. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was. Mm, yeah. Great song. Um, Fucking I, great song. Look, man, as I say, I, I partly agree with you. I, I don't think this is a disaster, <laughs> and I expected it to be a disaster. This is so much better than I expected it mm. to be, but that doesn't make it good <laughs> because my expectations for it hey, were look. really low. <laughs> really low you know yeah 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 okay fine i mean look you know it in the downward spiral you know it's not <laughs> fucking i mean 1994 we had super unknown and the downward spiral and corn and part life and all kinds of things like it's not that right but i i i got no beef with this at all and i think i, I just quite like it i actually quite like it. i actually would listen to this over everything probably alongside lulu it's probably the oh and sergeant i mean I, I yeah there's stuff like sergeant peppers and um and like william shatner that i'm like oh i'm gonna put that on just because hilarious mm. but I, I might put this on and get some i would probably get if i got a bit of enjoyment from this i was like it's quite a cool album this okay um <laughs> god are we gonna fall out in terms of putting it under well, the look, let's do the not? aftermath before we okay. do a league yeah, table yeah, yeah, yeah. so look it was a bit of a fuck up but Naomi Campbell herself would be fine. She was a supermodel. She went back to being a supermodel. 
this is like that character that John Favreau played in Friends. He wants to be a UFC fighter. He gets a shit kicked out of him. <laughs> yeah. He's still a fucking, he's still a billionaire at the end of it. it doesn't yeah, matter. Yeah, so exactly. she did that. She was in um, Spike Lee's Girl 6 in 1996. She was a recurring character in the police drama New York Undercover in 1995. And her, Christy Turlington, Claudia Schiffer and Elle McPherson launched the Fashion Cafe as well. Because when I think of supermodels, what I think of of is substantial mills so that was always <laughs> going to go really well <laughs> i mean look <laughs> we could talk about naomi campbell and we could go on through the ages about her quite mental life but i think we should just leave it here hmm. the album actually sold over a million copies hmm. in japan yeah hmm. you thought baby metal was weird naomi campbell is a pop star in japan yeah um, she only did one more song after this in 1996 with the Japanese R&B, R&B artist Toshinobu Kabota called La 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 Love Song. Now, I listened to that. Now, that is fucking shite. Oh, really? Okay. If you want to get a, a, a what what could have been, mm. Mm. that song is fucking shit. It sounds like Peter Andre B-side. It's rubbish. <laughs> and I listened to that and I was like, now, they, now that is a bad, that is a bad song. And I don't think there's anything as bad as that on this record. So, where do we put it, Renfrew? So, I think, uh, you know, I definitely, definitely, one one thing that we definitely agree on is we have done far, far, far worse records on Broken Records than this one. Far worse. Um, I cannot, I don't know if you were saying it facetiously or not, but I cannot i cannot get behind your feelings about putting it you know at the 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 bottom of the list or the top of the list depending on where you're looking uh how you're looking at it you know behind bob dylan's self-portrait i just uh, i'm sorry <laughs> but no i think that's your <laughs> 90s nostalgia head talking um in my opinion what uh, say that say that again steve what was that don't in my opinion for a more balanced view and bear in mind that i love the 90s as well but for a more balanced view not like me mate no 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 i don't think i do love it like you but i do love (laughs) the 90s i do generally love the 90s and there is there is an element to this um album that did make me go oh the 90s you know i did i Mm. did get that from it but i think i think it should go between cute is what we aim for which is at number 25 and william shatner's the transformed man um because it has a oh you're not happy about that are you um i don't i think once we get to cute is what we aim for van halen three bush black and white rainbows i mean those those records are just kind of boring and i don't Mm. think this oh is this album this album isn't boring there is a what the fuck element to it which i think um you know which i think is the same with william shatner and dd king um lauren hill to an extent but that's why i feel like it should be sandwiched uh it would be number 26 out of 34 that is not a terrible placing it's not we're not shitting on it i mean we're shitting on it because it's in broken records but we're not shitting on it from a great height by putting it in number 26 you know i kind of feel like that is where 
that's the sensible place for it to go. I certainly, I mean, we can't have this 34 out of 34, Steve. Come on. We can't have this above self-portrait by Bob Dylan and Lou Reed. Why not? Because, because it's not that good. It has it, good bits in it. It has bits which are like, in, in fact, I'm not even sure if it has good bits in it. It has bits where... It does have good bits in it. I think it has bits where you go, huh, that is not as bad as I expected it to be. And that's, you know, great, good. But, you know... I, I, I think William Shatner and, and Dee Dee King particularly are quite ludicrous records i don't think this is in any way a ludicrous record so having it below them i mean they are absolutely unfathomably ridiculous this but, is not a ridiculous record in, by any stretch of the imagination but shatner, so shatner, say, and, DD, happy, shatner and dd king are, are are more enjoyable because they're ludicrous it would be my would be my argument so. it's uh, it's the ludicrousness of Shatner and D.D. D. King that makes them so... Like, I don't get bored listening to The Transformed Man. I don't get bored listening to Standing in the Spotlight no, because they're either. so insane. You're just you're just constantly like, what the hell is this? Mm. I, there were... But then, but then, mate, Metal Machine music is more... In, it, it, they're both more enjoyable than Metal Machine music. They're both more enjoyable than listening to Lauren Hill talking for nine minutes in between a song. Like... Do you know what I mean? Yeah, but we argued with Metal Machine music. We argued that like Lou Reed was doing what he set out to do. Naomi Campbell did not achieve what she set out to do with this. She wanted to have a big commercial hit record, and she sold 174 copies in the first week. <laughs> she did not set. She did not achieve what she set out to do at all. I think she wanted to have a supplementary pop career. That didn't happen. You know, so I, whereas Lou Reed set out to alienate shitloads of people and piss off his record company, and that's exactly what he did. So, hence why that is placed where that is. So, I think for that reason, you have to put it, you certainly have to put it lower than than Metal Machine music because, you know, and and, and Naomi Campbell, she's clearly, yeah, I don't, I, I think it'd be too far to say she's clearly embarrassed by the album because why the hell would it be on Spotify? if she was embarrassed by it you know you've, you've got to go through a process to actually get a record unless it was just put on there by epic or whatever i don't know but mm. but she's clearly she's clearly embarrassed about something to do with this record like the reaction to it or something like that because you know just look at the wikipedia entry history like there's something going on there and it's odd and strange um and she probably doesn't need to be as embarrassed about it as she clearly is uh, but I think putting it at number 26 would reflect that quite nicely, personally. Okay, I'm putting it in there. I mean, I'm not going to fucking argue with you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're going to be in a mood for the rest of the day, aren't you? You're going to be so no, angry. it's fine. I actually don't mind. I mean, I quite like the rest of those. I, I, everything below that I don't like at all, whereas the stuff um, above it, I actually think all of them are fairly decent all of all of them have something at least something to recommend about them so there you go naomi campbell's baby woman a good album goes into broken (laughs) records and i'm picking next i'm picking next week's album out right now ah interesting this is probably the newest album we've done total zanarchy by little zan Mm. so a little little bit of emo rap for your for your face renfrey good <laughs> not really <laughs> so you're gonna be fucking going back to this record when you've been listening to little zan 
Trust me. All right. Okay. Okay. You don't even know that is, do you? And no, no, you, no, no idea. N- not good. Okay. Uh, all right. Thank you very much for listening. We'll be back next week. Justice for Naomi Campbell. <laughs> uh, justice for Baby Woman. Hopefully, we've delivered a little bit of that, or I have anyway. Um, you know, when the old musical Nuremberg trials take place, Renfrew will be up against a wall with, hardly, with the, the Daily Mirror. <laughs> I've hardly shat on it. Come on, for fuck's sake. No, you, you've done all right, mate. You've done fine. <laughs> uh, God bless the 90s. Anyway, we'll see you next week. Cheers.